0: (laughs) (laughs) okay are we recording it yes are you ready
1: we are yes
0: welcome to community alchemy a podcast hosted by brian v that's filled with community fails spilled tea and knowledge drops for the scrappy curious and voracious community builder
1: We're more discussion-based with a light peppering of practical know-how and guest panels. Our goal is that you get a laugh in, feel less alone, and give yourself some credit for doing the difficult yet fulfilling work of community. Let's get into it. Hey, hi, hello. Hey, hi, hello.
0: It's Vicki and Bree coming at you hot. (laughs) It's so hot. It's some community <laughs> spilt tea, and <laughs> as always, it's about the random icebreaker question. Because who would we be if not constantly <laughs> using our own tools? Um, Bree, the question mm. is this: Tell me, <laughs> what was your first social media and your um. profile name?
1: Oh, okay. So let's all remember (laughs) that I grew up in Amish country. Don't
0: remind them. Just tell them it was Facebook in 2012.
1: (laughs) You nailed it. I mean, you you didn't get the year right. Okay, I always felt, I felt really, I didn't feel self-conscious at the time. I mean, I felt a little bit self-conscious at the time. You know, where it really hit me was like, post college where everybody would like laugh about their myspace name and they're like oh. top five and oh. i'm just sort of like chuckling along with them and i'm like ha, 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 yeah that? those were such funny years <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was 2008 i got facebook because we moved overseas and i begged my parents and they finally let me on facebook right
0: i'm <laughs> deceased okay so it was your <sighs> real name or were you like just
1: no uh oh gr- excellent question i was known as brianna at the time but when i oh. moved to qatar that's when i started going by brie so Why? it's a little confusing just curious. um i liked i just i liked it more and it's okay. just kind of snappy and zazzy and like brianna it could be brianna <laughs> but brianna brianna then you have to like you know yeah. You have to like make a decision about what you want it to be. And then you have to like decide to correct people. And I just wasn't, I didn't have the energy. So free, what it is
0: point. an excellent point Um, <laughs> that I have really never had to think about. But yes, Brianna, Brianna, you're right. I would be a Brianna. And I feel like that's not what you would want. <laughs> oh, so well, you could be Brianna
1: it. and I could be Brianna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, whatever the fuck works. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, um,
1: what was yours?
0: Oh, mine is embarrassing. Um, I had AIM, so yes. good old yeah. AOL, good instant you. messenger. I consider that an early social media because you could get in <laughs> chat rooms and so on. Good God. Yes, you could. Good yes, you could. God. I, was warned, really could like you. I As, was warned about yeah. kids like
1: you. I was warned about kids like you. Yeah,
0: I was horrifying. I was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and horrified, honestly, of what was allowed in those wild, wild west ass internet places. <laughs> um what was your name oh uh, my name <laughs> my name was perf taylor
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. okay there's so many ways we okay, can okay one
0: has nothing to do with anything whatsoever actually it was perfect taylor because i really wanted my name to be taylor <laughs> i think it was like cool at the time it was kind of androgynous not that i knew yes. what that was but it was yeah, like yeah no one would know who yes. I am unless they knew my face. And yeah. I liked that idea. So yeah, literally yeah. no one in my life knew what the fuck it meant <laughs> but me. So that was weird, um, but fine. You know, <laughs> what are you gonna
1: do? You know, you know Taylor. <laughs> yeah,
0: like just embarrassing. And, and, oh. and, and you know, people could get in touch with you um, like pure strangers and hit you with that ASL, like age sex location. So because oh. of that, People may not have known who I was already. Uh-huh. So like people I just like went by the pseudoname
1: Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. my yes. gosh. Which is honestly probably like that was what you were supposed to do in those situations yeah. when everything was like anonymous and like scary and you yeah. know. So intuitive from the
0: jump. Intuitive from yeah. the jump. Didn't even Hell know yeah. what I what I knew. Okay. Ahead
1: of the curve. Ahead of the <laughs> curve. <you>. And then <laughs>
0: um and then Tricky Vicky, once I was in oh. sixth grade like that yeah and then I realized what a trick was like many years later by many I mean in high school where everybody just was like oh really Vic and I was like wait what and I asked my mom and she actually just told me so then we migrated over to Adventures of V and we have been Adventures of V since (laughs) about ninth grade baby so she's got staying power once she got there
1: (laughs) wow I did not know that was the origins of Adventures of V that's awesome Yeah,
0: Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is my favorite story of all time, and thus me, and there you have it. There you have it, everyone. Hence, Adventures of Community. It's within the Mm -hmm. wheelhouse. You feel me? Yes.
1: You have nothing except, if not consistency, Consistency. brand voice. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Okay, so enough of
0: that riffraff. Enough of that riffraff. Yep. But do you like how my question is somehow related to our topic okay a little not so random question Uh
1: oh yes. so
0: we are talking today about social media management community management and Mm -hmm. what do these two equal do they battle each other is it a versus versus game What's the deal? Why are us community managers so hot about social media management being a different team in a different world? Um, so of course, uh, Bree, I know that you were recently a- had a hot take um, about just this topic on the public Twitters. So what's your take? What's your take on this battle?
1: This tricky Vicky alter ego that you've battle. Been on right now is so
0: good. I'm just on a stage because we don't have our cameras on anything's possible. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm wearing a wig currently.
0: Still left from
1: Halloween.
0: <laughs> My girl.
1: <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, I, wa- I was feeling particularly hot about this last week and it's mm-hmm. continued. It's pulled through. So I had a conversation with um someone who was trying to introduce their community tool, blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, well, I was asking them who their target is and they were like, well. I tend to see people with like, you know, tens of thousands in their community, like, you know, their newsletter and their podcast. And I was like, oh, wait, so are you talking about their community or are you talking about their audience? Ooh. And he was like, uh, I Great. guess I he was like, can you clarify the difference? And I was like, gladly, actually, I will clarify the difference. Please tell all your friends, please right. tell everyone who works with you at this community tool the difference. So I tweeted Okay, so yeah, I won't, won't name this individual or the tool, but, but I said, stop calling it your community. It's not community, it's your audience. When you're ready to focus less on shouting your self-produced content into the mm. void and mm. more on empowering members to find their own voice and connect with others, then and only then will we call it your community
0: i know that that got some likes some retweets and some commentary girl because i was in that thread um, <laughs> yes about no, a thousand it's,
1: percent it's popped up so many places so we were discussing this um david Spinks recently launched this like talent uh network thing but one yeah. of the elements one of the things he talked about when he launched it so by the time we release this episode it will be a couple months past but he said yeah. first companies use the word community to describe everything these days. Mm. Many quote community jobs are actually social media marketing or customer support roles. And mm. it's, I, I have a couple like literally job descriptions pulled up right now that it, it, <laughs> it's I'm so here's my thing is like, you ask the question, like, do they battle it out? Do they support sure. customer uh, community management and social media management? Yeah. I ultimately fundamentally believe they support each other but social media people, marketing people, stop stealing the language of community because it sounds good and slapping it on your advertising campaign. You are not fostering community. You are fostering maybe chatter, maybe a one-on-one direct relationship with your customer, which isn't a bad thing, but don't call it community because it's ripping the language and the meat and the flavor out of what Mm. actually happens in an entire industry known as community management. So stop cheapening it and watering it down because the rest of us are just trying to do a good job.
0: Snaps from the speakeasy front row. Yes, <laughs> yes, you have you have a supporter in me. Um, I did wanna just take a second because while you were uh, getting hot, I was just taking a look around the internet to see some definitions, which one, mm, yeah. you cannot be surprised that it was not that easy to find uh, the appropriate definition for community management, obviously. Mm. and that the one I did find is in a world that has to do with community management. So let me read them a little bit, and then we can maybe dissect what's going on here. So from, okay, well, actually I have three things. One is social media management, one's community management, and one is a farce. So Mm. from KOROS, which is a uh, tool, They have here that a social media manager is responsible for the brand voice on all of the business's social media profiles. They deliver news across platforms, such as the release of products, services, and features. They also create content to promote the brand's products and attract new customers. Okay, that definitely sounds like a solid point on social from tribe which is a community platform how to define community management it can be summed up as the collective activity of creating an inclusive community through different forms of interaction with the consumers staff and partners of a company it's how a company leverages opportunities to engage with its customers in real life and in digital media to build a network through which all the participants can communicate, share, and grow a sense of belongingness. I couldn't have written the thing friggin' better than that. What are your thoughts off the top?
1: That's really comprehensive. I like that definition. I think yeah. it hit all the main points. Yeah. An analogy that I used uh, on a call last week was, you know, if you're if the place Where your community is gathering is likened to a theater. Mm. You, you as the community manager, are like the conductor. So you're Mm -hmm. not playing all the instruments. You're not creating all the content. You're not, but you're saying like, "Oh, like, dang, we need some like we need some strings right now. Like, go and like, oh, that would work in tandem so well with our clarinet. Like, rise. You know, you're you're prompting you're supporting, you're yep. providing supporting resources so they know how to yep. play their best song. Yep. And then you're you're really just orchestrating the timing of when and where and how and why each of these things happens. And it's not that you are doing it, it's that you are conducting it.
0: Couldn't have said it better. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And I think before you were saying absolutely social and community work together as they absolutely should work in mm. probably the closest tandem because if you've got social um as per this definition um Mm -hmm. sharing the releases of products services features they're attracting new customers then what you have in the community is the discussion around the releases of the Mm products, services and features Mm -hmm. you have discussion and understanding around how and where and who gets attracted to Mm -hmm. this sort of product process service feature and so on that's how they work um Mm -hmm. like puzzle pieces and what it is not which is something else um from clearvoice.com i love this one this is the first one i found and i almost fell Mm -hmm. out of my chair Mm -hmm. community management just like it sounds community management is the (laughs) active component of interacting with your community of followers fans and target oh, oh, oh. audience across oh. your social media platforms. Hello, <laughs> this includes active listening. Get him out of here. <laughs> she said cut it out. I'm gonna cut it out. But this is the sort of um yes, elucidation that does not work. This is no. what's messing us up in our in yes. our separate but connected industries. Mm-hmm.
1: The jargon yes.
0: is 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 um, minutely different, but different enough that it is two entirely different thought frames, um, types of people that get hired to these roles, types yep. of backgrounds of experience that manage these sorts of teams and people. It mm-hmm. it dictates the sort of hiring processes that happen. It cannot be the same. Projects in an interview process, maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast, but yes. they're not the same as well. So Go it is on. a constant battle. I think it's a battle. <laughs>
1: It is a battle from the community front because these freaking social media roles like yeah. managers, content people, it's like and I I get it. It sounds better to say this is your community than this is your following. Like yeah. we all have been trained now to kind of be a little bit averse to like your following, your audience. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel as personal, it doesn't feel as intimate and that's right. because newsflash, it's not Correct. that's it why. is
0: transactional.
1: Yes, it is and transactional it's, it's a especially in relationship
0: Yeah, and especially now that we have the influx of influencer marketing, which Mm -hmm. happened gradually and then shockingly during the pandemic, um, you know, that is under marketing and that is further under social. That makes sense. You're hiring people to influence the market with your product, hobby, interest, service, what have you. Whereas within the community, it's, I like to refer to it as the exclusivity factor, right? I mean, I know it's, oh my God, not exclusive. No, but what I mean is if you're in a community, you have to go through the first barrier of entry, which is just registering. So yes, yes, it is a wide open space. Most likely that you can get into, which makes it um, uh, (laughs) inclusive, but once you're in there, Then it is exclusive because the entire world is not in the community, whereas the entire world is at the fingertips of an influencer or social media marketing. I mean, at a bare minimum, that is a really huge difference, right? You're not going to just invite every single person to your um, retreat in upstate Wyoming, you know, Mm -hmm. unless it's people that are actually interested in hunting, for example. I don't know where even that came from. I don't even hunt, but that was the first thing (laughs) in my mind like you're going to want people that are that are similar to you that feel Mm -hmm. you where you will be unjudged where you will belong
1: and oh gosh this is getting into a whole other topic about like how do we um (laughs) how do we create a thoughtful application process to a community which i have a lot of strong opinions about Mm, Um, but but i think what you're saying is exactly right you can have an inclusive inclusive community that still holds high expectations for both behavior and values alignment within your community that that doesn't by nature does not happen on social media because social media is public and even if you have if you're a brand on social media your your account is going to be public because that's the purpose of your account on social media is to drive awareness in a platform in a marketplace where people are already gathering right community on the other hand is saying it's and and this is like where i have a big I'm often not often, all the time coaching my clients who come to me to move their community, if they have an existing community in a an open network like Facebook or I don't know, Twitter communities. I'm advising them to move it into a dedicated space for their community. And part of my part of the reason why I advise them to do that is I say this this isn't just a space where we're trying to distract them into what you're doing. If that's all if that's all you're trying to do is like hoping to snag someone's attention with a notification away from the, you know, hiking Facebook group that they're in into your Facebook group, then you're probably not creating a lot of value in your community and we need to seriously reassess the value that you think you are providing to your customers and the value that they think that they are getting from, from your community. At the point that you're confident that you are providing value, we are talking about something entirely different. We're talking about setting up a space where people like, oh man, yeah, they are going to have to click that button to go into a different platform. I know seems like a big scary ask, but I promise you, if you are providing value, they will come and The protection that you get from a space that is completely dedicated just to your community is incredible the transformation that people can experience in that space is so much more because it's a safe inclusive environment anyways i'm going off on the trail now but no it's all good my other
0: quandary which is a question i get not a question actually is more of a discussion, a dialogue, a discourse that I get into semi often. Where does community live in terms of a team? Because, of course, there's the school of thought that it belongs in marketing since, well, where else would it go? We don't know. Certainly, it wouldn't be on its own. (laughs) Um, It could be on its own. Mm. And then I've had the unusual experience of being housed as a full-time community manager under the people team which mm. was different and interesting and i thought actually if i can't have my own team that's probably the next best option what are your thoughts on where it lives and how much that matters actually
1: oh okay i feel like we need to make this a whole podcast episode. <laughs> she loves a the tangent the but <laughs> she <laughs> loves
0: complaining that we go on tangents everybody okay it's all i'm saying
1: <laughs> okay because okay so i actually um i didn't tell you this bit, but I had i had a conversation with like Etienne and Jenny and a couple other yeah, people yeah. Oh, last week, literally about this. And everybody kind of came with like, this is where they have worked with community. And like, um, so I'm getting ready to publish a resource on this. And what, what we gen- generally said was, ideally, if your organization is community led, you would have a community arm. For your organization, and that is where your community would live, and it would be highly cross-functional with all other, whether it's product, customer success, customer support, marketing, it would it would have branches into each of them. Um, We don't fundamentally believe that there are many organizations who are there yet, and trying to jump straight to that place is not setting you or your teams up for success. So. I I don't want to dive into all of the different branches of like when and why should it live under like customer success and customer support. But per this conversation and we're because we're kind of battling marketing and community here a little bit. And we're trying to say like community deserves its own voice apart, yeah, yeah, space, voice, language. And so per that conversation, at the point that you are posting a social media, and community manager role under your marketing department. Right. I would say like it it does make sense to have community live under marketing. If that is the is that if that is the branch of your organization that is the ripest for community, honestly practically I'm like wherever community is going to get the biggest budget from your team. <laughs> mm, that's real. where wherever you're going to get the most support and often that does come out of marketing because you're yeah. you know social media it's, it's big. And if, if social media is the very top of your funnel, where you're generating awareness, you're bringing new eyes to your brand community is at the very top of your funnel, where you're taking your very best customers, the people who are like already posting about you on social media. And you're saying like, Hey, we see you, we see the energy that you're contributing to this brand. Like, why don't we connect you with other people who have the same values as you and yeah. by the way while we have them in this one centralized space we can also have a lot more influence over what actions they're taking that are actually going to support our brand on the marketing side on the product side and on the customer success side
0: mm-hmm. and that's beautifully rounded up and on my question is how would you define community-led for those of us that are left in the dust
1: oh oh that's an excellent question just because
0: i don't i don't want us to be those that speak in the jargon and mm-hmm. yeah forget, no. forget that our people are the scrappy ones that are like wait what are, what are the words you have to know so
1: 100 so i um the way that i approach community-led is like An organization, a brand, a company can be product-led, they can be marketing-led, founder-led, sales-led. It's really like, what's the driving, um, what's kind of like the driving decision maker behind your organization? So if you're, if you are a marketing-led company, you're going to make decisions about your brand and that's going to have a higher priority over, um, maybe even some of like the sales initiatives that you would have or product and so obviously you it's great to have diversification and a, a variance of all um yeah. elements within your organization but at the end of the day you kind of have to you you have whether you acknowledge it or not you are making decisions for your organization from one of those positions and so if you're like, we're we're not product led, we we do marketing and we do it all. Yeah, you're not. You're you're biased. And so the best thing that you can do is acknowledge it. Oh, well. And then okay, so maybe you are you acknowledge that you are product led. Do you want to be or do you want to be more product led in this scenario? Or and what I would advocate for is a community-led position where all of your your entire organization is being informed, not just by these other departments, but by what your community of customers want and the problems that they are trying to solve. Right.
0: Beautiful. I don't know. Love if that, did, did I answer top. your
1: question? Yeah, yes. I love
0: it. That was so all good right. off the top. She wasn't expecting <laughs> that everybody. So, um, more, more impressed with Brie every day. Um, okay. So I was in looking for this episode. I just took a little swig on LinkedIn to see jobs. And I typed in senior community manager just to see what was good. Um, But I'll leave what we found to you, but I will ask, because this is actually a question I have personally, (laughs) having Mm. come across this so much and having to ask maybe two to three clarifying questions to really get what it is the the interviewer is seeking. Mm. So in a lot of these roles, It'll say having had experience in creating a content marketing plan and or an editorial calendar. So (laughs) before I ask, well, what do these mean to you, Brie? To me, when I read and see content marketing plan, I take another look at the title of the role to make sure I'm, I'm applying to the correct place. And thing that I have experience in because what do you mean interviewer by a content marketing plan? It sounds like it belongs on the marketing team and it sounds like content is often made by designers of some kind, probably Mm -hmm. that are beyond my very intermediate skills at Canva Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and that this plan might be at a cadence like a quarterly plan or possibly an annual plan and then an editorial calendar sounds i mean we're we're in a whole different industry now i feel like i'm in mm-hmm. dealing with press releases and copywriting <laughs> and i'm watching madam secretary so like speech speech writing um <laughs> what 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 do we mean by this because what i can do as a community Manager and as a person that's had experience here and being friggin' scrappy, so I just had to get it done. I don't know what the terms are. I just went on <laughs> camera and was like, I need to make a newsletter. I want to make one. I need to create a an, an engagement strategy. That's a term I came up with in in 2022 that people have been using, and I'm like, oh yes. How are we going to engage these people? We must strategize it. Oh, an mm. engagement strategy. That sounds way more aligned with what it is we're asking. So. Yes. Where where do you see what I'm saying on this? Like, where are you at? Have you found Mm. it to be true? Da 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 da.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And this is, I think, this is just another symptom of marketing adopting community language and maybe um, adopting it into the title. But it really, it's a marketing role. It's not Mm -hmm. community. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't probably have a customer community, or they they're just considering social media as their quote community. Yeah. And I think this is a, a symptom of that. And so I what I would say to those people who are posting those jobs is like, yes, that role is necessary. Let's take the word community out of it. Let's call it what it is, not <laughs> what we wish it was. Right. If you really wish it was that, let's make some space for a community-led approach on your team. Um, and by the way, I'm accepting clients. Um, <laughs> She's a saleswoman at heart. <laughs> But I mean, so I I worked for five and a half years really closely with our marketing team when I led the community over at Seiko. And so we had actually, um, we had like our broader brand, we did have an editorial calendar, which is a combination, for us was a combination of product drops. It was, um, you know, if we're gonna launch this product on December 31st, like what's the lead up and campaign leading up to that product, Mm. Um, all, all externally from the brand. So on the brand's social media, on the brand's email list, like from like the marketing team fully owned what we called like our external, we actually called it like external marketing. And then we had what we called internal marketing. And that was how are we, because we had a community of ambassadors, we were, yeah. um, we also had to consider how are we equipping these ambassadors to market this product in their communities, which is going to be very different than what how we are doing it. Because instead of saying like, here's all these like professionally shot images that like actually no one in your community gives a shit about yeah, yeah, um yeah. we have to actually teach you like well one we have to give you the product early two we yep. have to like show you how you can take pictures of yourself in the product yes. and then three we have to like show you all the different ways that you could style it like it's a lot of work like it is yes, a lot more is. work than just posting a picture on social media like Correct. when you take when you take the time and you're like oh actually instead of us just just um, singularly posting and singularly reaching out about this initiative product whatever it is we are going to take the time to teach other people how to do that it's a lot more work but that's exactly where you get greeted with wonderful scale in your organization so now instead of just one social media account we had a thousand ambassadors who were equipped with how to talk about this new product, this new launch in their communities. So that's how, like, we, we work together really closely. And like, I, I was not equipped to teach them how to market. Like I was like, this is marketing. This is not, so it was, I needed the marketing department. I I was like, absolutely. it was my friend Ellie at the time. And I was like, Ellie, like, (laughs) they don't know how to take pictures. They're adding like these God awful frames to their images, like help. And help me like, help me. And, and also, like,
0: I didn't go to school for this, you actually went to an entire, like four years of school for this thing that I don't know about. So please help me. Yes. And I, that's where
1: we can support each other. That's where we correct. can support each other.
0: Yeah. Correct. And, and again, it's, you know, it's never those, well, let me not say never, I have found that it's, it's not coming from those that are working right now in um, social media roles in um the trenches basically it's those that are one to two to three degrees removed as it happens as you move up the hierarchical ladder of being a professional you mm-hmm. aren't you're unaware of the way things may be changing you shouldn't be um but that truly is just kind of the way that it goes and I know when I was in osmosis I worked I mean I was in a team of essentially myself, and I did work under the people team, but I worked extremely closely with the marketing team. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just the same way as you thought. I'm thinking on my engagement plan. Hmm, what would be a great way for our students to further engage with each other? Mm-hmm. Well, they're all on social media because they're all Gen Z. And maybe we can have takeovers, social media takeovers mm-hmm. where not even it's you know, an influencer we're like purchasing time for from we can have mm-hmm. our students use the product literally and show give us a day in the life. Yeah, right. Yeah. People love yeah. that kind of content. Then it can be saved in perpetuity in a highlight. Um, then it can be reused and recycled at any time. Am I creating that content? No. Is it in the engagement strategy? Yes. yes. do exactly. I con- do I connect with the head of social media so that, they and myself can come up with a plan for step one, step two, step three, step four, for mm-hmm. the ambassadors on how to do this thing well and have as little questions as possible for either of us. Yeah, that's called collaboration. So yeah. those are the ways that that's just um, like one example right of how that can work and
1: like add on to the one because you've mentioned influencers a couple of times now, and I like yeah. would not be complete by the end of this episode if I didn't give like one dig. okay so here's here's the thing here's the thing so the whole thing about community all of it everything we do why we show up like the only reason it works is because of trust Mm. okay do you want to do you want to take just a stab at what percent of the population trusts influencers online
0: okay i'll stab um well it's got to be crazy so 20
1: okay I, i'm gonna i'll find the i'll find the paper that i found this in the research paper 2%, so, oh, two percent Whoa, that is
0: shocking okay
1: two two percent of people trust influencers online so i'm i'm just a little bit confused how do we think that paying this person to post who has and like they don't get me wrong they have huge audiences they are there oh, to no. entertain they they get visibility and they drive awareness. So I do think that there is value for influencers on an awareness level for your brand. But if you are looking to influencers to convert their audience into buyers for your product or your service, you are barking up the wrong tree. And I might just gently nudge you to turn just two degrees south to the community tree. Yeah,
0: where ambassadors are still underneath that, they are a branch off of that tree and they can work well with some light incentivization that doesn't yes. have to be monetary, although everyone no. loves it, but it doesn't not have to be. It can be no. cloud related, it can be intrinsically motivated. There's yeah, a, yeah. about a billion There's a ways whole, whole <laughs> you can incentivize list. people
1: whole list of non-financial incentives. And it's, and but, here's the thing, it's like 90% of the time, it's not even the the problem isn't the incentive. No, the problem no. is the prompting. Is there a a way and a place and a time when you are when they are being prompted to share about what you're doing? I can't tell you how many like organizations, brands, services I've had that I'm like, this was life transforming. And like, yeah. I just, and then I go on about my day and it's not until they reach out and they're like, Hey, did you have like a life transformational experience? And do you want to oh. like share about it? in A testimonial? I'm like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. But I would never would have thought to do that if I hadn't been yeah. prompted. And so ugh, we're getting and, to have conversation.
0: Yeah. And oftentimes oftentimes, just like you or me, I imagine, I'll just speak for myself. So just like me, I would, I'm good with like a thank you.
1: <laughs> I really don't need all that much, you know, like, Oh, uh, recognition. Oh, wait. Okay. I got to Okay. So this is my other okay, like, overall. okay. I, I know like two stats. Personality entire, matrix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, I know off the cuff, like two statistics like in the entire world and these are the two. No, 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 literally. So, um, I worked in like this with this ambassador program and in that yeah. industry and in the broader like direct sales industry, the number one um, motivator for people to who operated and performed in the industry, again, given the options of uh, financial reward, so people who are making full time incomes doing this, that oh. was that was not the primary motivator. The primary motivator was recognition for my work. Yep. Oh,
0: God, it goes back to how to win friends and influence people. People, okay. Ooh. You want people to say your name. You wanna hear people say your name. You wanna be remembered. The num oh, we, yeah. We are about to go off on a little light tangent real quick because I have Please such, I, I take such umbrage to the quick forgetfulness of anyone in a space of my name, okay? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether I have a name tag on or not, Listen, there are ways and means to hack your brain, to work on remembering names. I also wouldn't mind if three seconds later you said, you know what, I literally just forgot. Would you mind repeating it so I can so I can cement it to memory? Mm-hmm. I'd love that because now I know you give a frig. Whereas before, <laughs> I can't even tell. And yes, it means something to me, not because I'm an only child and I love attention, but also because I'm just <laughs> a human. I mean, like what, I'm just a human out here. That's mm-hmm. what we want. People love to hear their name. I will never forget. I was backpacking in uh, Chiapas in Mexico, and I was at the start of my trip that would take me down the Pan-American Highway to the Panama Canal. And I had met up with this German girl and her name was Anne with an E. And <laughs> we were out in, you know, the markets. And I'm like, Anne, Anne, she's right there, but she ain't turning around. And I'm like, damn, I know that I know her name, but she must hear. She must be used to hearing her name with some sort of accented way of saying it. That's mm. German. I need, I must learn it so that I can get her attention because we're gonna be traveling <laughs> together, right? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is Cultural oh, Awareness 101. So I, I speak with her later and she's like, oh yeah, if I was out in a crowd, someone would call me by saying Anne, like the ER at the end. Uh-huh. Okay, Uh, I test it. I test it unexpectedly. She's not anticipating it. Random day, turn her neck so fast. I thought she was gonna fall down. And I said, (laughs) got it. And that moment, that true moment, Mm. cemented this ethereal, intangible, but of the most important nature of people in my mind. Mm. People wanna be heard, they wanna be seen, and they want you to say their name correctly. I have this problem with nicknaming people. I'm trying to work on it. But if you correct me, I will listen. If you tell me your name, I am in the moment at a party or, for example, it's loud. I'm thinking, okay, I see you. uh, You've got maybe an accent or your hair is brown and curly and I'm at this place and your name is Harriet and you're wearing a red scarf and that's the vision that I have of you right now. And then I might follow up with... Harriet what's a crazy memory from your childhood I don't know I made it up a made up question Mm -hmm. something that's wild and is not usual this way. Mm -hmm. It brings you back to that exact moment that's the hack everyone, please, for the love of God use Mm -hmm. it because (laughs) I mean the point of recognition is just so so imperative and it costs Mm -hmm. nothing it costs. Nothing but your energy yep. and your yep. direct yep. and undivided attention, which we, as I will, we us here as society, as humanity, have lost and are losing. Mm-hmm. We're already losing the ability to write well. Right, cursive handwriting—that's all taken out. Mm-hmm. People can barely write in real life because we use LOL. I mean, I say LOL, right? Like we've lost it. I get it. I'm in the, I'm in there too. <laughs> but and we have Twitter. We only got these many characters. We're saying you're, you are, right? But. This is I mean, clearly, clearly, I feel I feel some sort of way about this. Okay, Mm, I'm going. She's hot.
1: You've got me me gripped. No, there's so many good nuggets that you just shared. I think the name, the taking the time and using the method, whatever method you need in order to be able to remember and articulate someone's name Yep. will will have a bigger impact than any amount of financial incentive you can throw at someone, yeah. Number one. Number two, I loved your like casual drop of like asking asking an unsuspecting and memorable question. It not mm. only helps them like not only will they remember you in the future, but it's <laughs> it helps you also cement the name, the experience, the story in your mind so that you can remember them. Exactly. That is, you know, it's not, I I was thinking too about like just the, between the difference between what you're saying and like the community approach, right. Which is let's meet people where they're at. We're going to do some things and we're especially going to start out doing some things that are not scalable and that's okay. It's not just okay. It's actually what you need to do. And I, I contrast that with, with a marketing strategy, which again, isn't bad. It's just different purposes, which is all about. Um, getting your, getting your message out to as many people as possible. Yes. And so instead of saying like, oh man, she's, she's not responding to Anne. Like, I'm going to like be right. so thoughtful as to, as to like have a conversation about like, how would I, how would I approach you in this environment versus marketing, which is like <laughs> calling yeah. all Anns And then they're like a little louder, calling all Anns And then a little louder, like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: And only Anne that is and pronounced also, like Anne is responding. Yes,
1: yes, you've I'm missed sorry, out on all know. the other Anns. Totally, totally, and it's like you know we needed we needed to like attract some Anns to have an Anne to be calling Anne in the first place. Oh, so it's like it's not meaningless, good. but it's like the community manager is like, let's just refine that. Let's like massage it a little bit, make it something even more elevated and personal and cozy and warm and relational because that's what we do yes and guess what
0: it doesn't happen quickly and no it does not it takes tons of experimentation testing hypotheses screaming at the wall and being like god damn i thought that would work and it didn't and now i have to change my whole shit again and (laughs) that may fly in marketing but to be quite honest that is so intimidating to me that i would never be interested in marketing and when Mm -hmm. i see like going all the way back to What's a content marketing plan or an editorial calendar? I see those and I'm running for the hills. I ain't applying. (laughs) I don't want to do it. I don't want to know about it. It sounds intimidating, and it sounds like there's gonna be no space for me
1: to Mm. win or learn. Bring in the people. Bring in the people. Yep. Yeah, and there's you know having partnered with. I have partnered with some phenomenal marketing managers in the past, and I think there. I I would modify. I would amend that slightly to say that I think there is still space for discovery and learning and like Absolutely. learning from your mistakes in marketing, yeah. but it's, it's way. Uh, it's way less of a social science. And I think that's what I intrinsically gravitate towards in the community space is that it's so you really have to be on your feet when it comes to both anticipating, but also reacting. And then the third step of responding to your community, which is not, it's, it's this living organism. It's made up of people who are constantly evolving and changing every single day. And so, and so does your community. And so, your community strategy also does have to have to as well, so uh, yeah, I, absolutely I, uh, I I going back to our very original question, I would say if it says if the job description has content marketing plan and editorial calendar in the job description, I would take a serious look at the rest of those bullet points and make sure they're not just hiring for a marketing role, which they very well could be. Maybe. or if you find yourself in an interview with them, ask what what all do you what do you mean by?" editorial calendar and content Wait, marketing Wait, before plan. you go further in that, because <laughs> I wanna
0: actually ask you that question pointedly, but mm. I'm, I wanna first preface with, I also have just randomly um, two community manager roles from LinkedIn that I mm. just took a look at. I won't even say what who the companies are. I'll just say that they each have 100 plus applicants that I can see. They are both um, in One's in software development. The other one is wellness and fitness services between 100 and 200 employees. Okay. And one tells you all about it. This is a community manager role, not senior, not nothing. This is right out of the mm-hmm.
1: box. Yeah.
0: Yes. And they want the last bullet point on what we empower you with.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll well, be, you'll be setting,
0: planning and executing social media campaigns and strategies as well as (laughs) as well as managing the brand reputation online thinking creatively and demonstrating your thought leadership collaborating with sales and marketing teams building relationships with members of the community thus far that's the only community bullet point i've seen um (laughs) managing customer correspondence, I guess, but that could be customer service, but I digress. So that's one, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's just a little dicey. Mm-hmm. It seems like set plan and execute social media campaign is actually an entire full-time role for someone else. An entire else. job. Yes. Okay? And let me stick at the other one real quick, okay? This is a senior manager yeah. of community for ambassadors. And we've got eight years mm-hmm. of brand and community experience and oh, well. track record, l, of managing programs and people in support of larger brand initiatives and goals. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> and actually, I would love an episode. Just go through these. Be like, I actually do you I know. mean? Um, and well, yeah, it's another one where social media is of high import. Um, and I'm not going to go too far because I don't want to shout anybody out here. But with that being think- said...
1: Yeah, I think we need to do, okay, okay.
0: (laughs) My question to you is, and then you can come in with that other point is, Mm -hmm. should you apply anyway thinking, ah, they don't mean it? Mm, How do you get to know whether they mean it or not? What can you ask? How can you figure this out for yourself? How can you stand in advocacy of yourself and not in desperation of your next role and ask for what it is they're really saying?
1: Girl, Mm. I feel like you have more to say on this because I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I have opinions. I, I have no I shortage of strong opinions. on my I know. Service. I just, I, someone told me a long time ago, Bree, you are a generalist. And so you are applying for 10% of jobs out there. So at the point that it has made its way into a job description, it's probably no longer a good fit for you. Um, yep. It was some of the best advice that ever been given so the, some of this is a little bit difficult for me like i'm I'm trying to empathize with a community manager who is looking for a job in community because yeah. at this point like the where i personally thrive in my work is i have to hit six different skill sets in a day and there's yeah. uh, at the point that i'm working for I could ever even work for possibly one company in a salaried role they would have to trust me so much to like literally create my own job description. So that's my own like baggage that I'm acknowledging in answering this question.
0: We acknowledge. I'm you. curious.
1: I'm curious to hear your thoughts. But um I I mean I personally would not I spent a lot of time in my own business yeah. trying to convince product-led brands to become community led. Yeah. And I was fairly successful at it. I spent a lot of time and energy doing that creating communities for brands that wanted to be convinced to become community-led but at the end of the day what i realized after about a year and a half of grinding at that was that mm-hmm. oh, there are actually though places where brands and organizations that want to be community-led are gathering to figure out how to do that and i don't it's not actually like up to me to try to convince everyone that they need to become community-led so if i was putting myself in a community manager's role i would say if you're you are starting an uphill battle if you are going in if you're looking at an actual actually a social media manager role and what you want is a community manager role do not spend your time barking up that tree because it's the second that you start trying to to fight that battle it's it's going to be uphill from there so there are If you're feeling a scarcity mindset of like, well, there just aren't enough jobs. And so I need to, I need to compromise in this area. This is, this is an area where I do not think you need to compromise. And I think there are places and platforms and communities full of community builders who are all trying to answer these same questions where you will find a job that is actually speaking to what you want to work in.
0: Mm. You did have thoughts. Oh, you
1: know, (laughs) always. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, I have many. In that time, I was also trying to bop around and and find this blog post that I'd written for the guild, um, where I went over like questions to ask in your community um interview, which whatever I'll find. But the main the main point there was I did always have a question in there that blatantly asked. Okay, and how much social media management is is part of this role? Whether mm-hmm. it was in the description or not because I want to know for real what we're talking about. Um yeah, yeah. and I think this is what And I think.
1: content creation. I sorry. Yeah. I I think you could add you could just take out social media and just say content creation because Great point. that is something that belongs squarely in marketing. If you're in community role, you if you are tasked with creating content, then the person who tasked you with that doesn't understand community, number one. Yeah. But, okay, anyways, yeah. sorry, I can go back to what you're saying.
0: Um, It's a great point <sighs> because <laughs> like, what is content really? Are we talking about design or are we talking about social? So that's a really great question as well. And, and it's in the interview where you, The interviewee get to put aside, which this is something I, too, am working on. So I can only speak this directly because I'm doing it, too. Um, You get to advocate for yourself. You get to uh, put up boundaries about what you are and are not willing to both do, talk about, create, ensure, understand. If, if If you leave an interview with a question, that is on you. Right, Mm -hmm. if there is any question that you have around social responsibility, content making responsibility, you get to push in and take up some time. That's what you get to do. And
1: oh, oh, yeah, oh,
0: yeah, we're we're (laughs) consistently in and around the startup world where there's rush there's urgency people you know these are people's babies they're their ideas they, they want them to succeed and, and and explode in the market and that is understandable and i can be with you i am a team player mm-hmm. and also i will not get sucked into the very typical rabbit hole of mm-hmm. i'm gonna do everything yeah for yep. you to save a few shekels because guess what there are too many virtual assistants out here, mm-hmm. um, interns that are going to school for literally these things because uh, curriculums have changed, okay? Mm-hmm. Like social media mm-hmm. management is a whole career path. There are people that are studying this that can do these these roles. You can find someone on Fiverr, you can find someone on Upwork and they can work alongside me and we can collaborate yeah. you know five hours out of the week. But mm-hmm. I'm not doing all, all that. And mm-hmm. all of that is another role. So to your point, I mean, um, you you actually wrote some great notes here. Bree's got the notes, so I'm going to just read them aloud. But to be, to be actionable with this point, we've got three questions that you can ask as the interviewee to clarify mm-hmm. around this uh, conversation on social and community. Mm-hmm. We've got, hey, interviewer. How do you differentiate between your social media audience and your community of customers or whatever they may be members, students, mm-hmm. whatever they may be mm-hmm. imperative, mm-hmm. because let me see what you think, because if you have a certain lens through which you're looking through. Um, do I have to have the same lens? Can I have mm-hmm. my own lens? Are we on the same page like
1: mm-hmm. does social take the language? 90? Yeah, just Correct. establishing a common language in your interview will take you leaps and bounds ahead of all of the confusion and <laughs> cacophony yeah. that will follow if you don't.
0: And again, it yes, it comes with it comes with experience and time. But what it actually most comes with is courage, courage to ask the nerve wracking question, mm-hmm. courage to sound a little inexperienced, courage to put yourself in a position where you may not be perceived as the best of the best because you don't know this one thing where you may know it full well 110 percent. but because you're clarifying and you're asking to ensure you're on the same page something that people mm. do not typically do yeah you cannot yep. be in charge of how you're perceived by asking questions that make your life easier
1: yes point, oh that was we, a good we line. get to
0: put that up at this point we get to take that off of our shoulders because yep. i've absolutely had it with that and <laughs> You know, I I will go as far on a limb, and, and you know, because I follow um, what is her name, uh, Dr. Nicole, something. She's a psychologist, but she's just got a series of tweets and posts about the good girl upbringing, mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, so that that is the idea. It's the courage.
1: That, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just
0: gonna say it's just the good girl upbringing is the idea in which you growing up as probably a young girl are given no space to have Mm -hmm. feelings that are anything other than excitement, happiness, uh, you know, martyrdom. Mm -hmm. I'll give you guys everything. Don't worry, I'm fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, we can do whatever you want. Nope, I don't want anything. Um, Yes, I can do that and these billion other things I have to do, but because I love you (laughs) and this is how I show love, it means I do nothing for myself. And I am beat down and burnt out by the end of the day. And I don't know why. And I don't know why I can't
1: mm. state
0: my boundaries. And I don't know why I don't know how I feel because I've yep. never had them before. So you can see this.
1: I feel like we're just speaking to our former selves on this episode. I mean, right. I, honestly, I feel like, I feel like all of my life's work will always be in service to help a former Brie. Yeah. For me personally. And I think this was, I think what you're talking about is like one, letting go of trying to control others' perception of you. Oop-a.
0: Say it again.
1: Honestly. <laughs> so say working it again. on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, I mean, this is this is my life's work right here. Let's just boil it down into yeah. one sentence. Yeah. Letting go of trying to control mm-hmm. others' perception of you. Mm-hmm. And when you free yourself of that, you have the freedom and the clarity to ask questions around the common language in your interview, because you're not so concerned about how it's going to come off. You're more concerned about making sure that you're speaking the same language and that this is actually going to be a good fit because you know what you want and you're not afraid to ask for it. Correct. And that, man, I spent so much of my twenties just trying to anticipate and orient myself around what others wanted of me yeah. rather than identifying what I wanted and mustering, which would, number one is no small feat. Even just identifying what I want is a yep. lot of freaking work, Yes, it is. let alone mustering the courage to ask for it. But if I, if, if I could pass like one piece of advice on to former Brie, it would be like, don't waste any time not asking for what you want like the worst that can happen is they'll say no but the answer will always be no if you don't ask and i think i think i thought i was doing a pretty good job at that but now when i look back which you know hindsight's 2020 we give lots of grace and lots of space for Breeze. she was really doing her best Mm -hmm. but especially in a job interview where the power differential feels so significant because it feels like this golden goose that's like, that represents your security and your livelihood. And like, if you get this job, you get to go on a vacation next year. Finally, like it's just, there's so much wrapped up in it, but don't forget your own power. Like you have power in that seat because the person who is trying to hire you is all, they have a need, they have a pain point, and you could be the one who could solve it for them. So don't be afraid to clarify the language. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want because it's gonna serve the future you. Oh,
0: honestly, that's the ticket. I think, I think, I think that's all she wrote for today because I think we'll probably go down this whole like psychological, psychiatric, everybody should go to therapy. Hello, role, <laughs> but you know what? Let's just um why don't we wrap it up here? Yeah. That's yeah, good. I think it's good I like it. Um We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to our community once again, and we can't wait to sit with you next time.
1: All right. Make sure to check our show notes below for links to what we've discussed, our business services, and even a survey if you feel so inclined.
0: I know that's right. And the best way to reach us is on LinkedIn. Follow or message us there, and we will see you next time. Next time.